Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Five One Formation. My name is Alex Carabatos. I'll be your host for today. Uh, joining me are the other members of the podcast. We have Anthony Paradiso. I'm the journal guys. We have Tommy Siebos. What's good, everyone? We have George Georgiusis. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And finally, we have Antonio Canales. What's up, boys? All right, so uh, we're going to u- do the uh, usual topics. Uh, we're going to start with Champions League. You guys ready for that? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, perfect. So we're going to start with Group A. Uh, two games left uh, in the group stage. Yeah. Uh, PSG look like they're going to take that group. I think they automatically qualify. Right away? Yeah, with 12 points. I think they go through if, okay. uh, if you do the math real quick. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. They, you're, they do. Yeah. They do. So, yeah. Will they stay top of the league? I think so. Top, top of the group? Of the you mean top of the group? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I think so too. secured the number one spot. Well, who, who, did, who did they play next? Yeah, uh, next two games? Uh, let's see here. I got it right here. Uh, well, I know Madrid. they're playing Madrid. Madrid, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The 26th in Madrid. Yeah. And All then right. and then looking at uh, Group A, we see Real Madrid with seven points. And at third place, we have Club Bruges with, with two points. So it's safe to assume that Real is going to take that second place spot. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. uh, and yeah. I'd like to hear your thoughts, guys, on what do you think uh, was Real Madrid's uh, turning point? In their in their season, whether it was Champions League, whether it was the regular season, what do you guys think was a turning point for them? I think it was that game itself. Like even the game of prior, they played against uh, CD Leganes, where they won five zero. So I find that it's a huge game when you have, especially when you have a high scoring game like that. Like we see with Tottenham too when they played Red Star. I mean, the improvement wasn't drastic, but they still saw an improvement in their game, and that win with Galatasaray. I think I also feel that it's a huge moment for them to turn their season around to really show their true colors, especially now with that young Rodrigo, who's 18 years old, scoring a hat trick that game. I find it's really lifting up the spirits in the dressing room. Obviously, I'm not a part of the dressing room. I can't really tell you, but I feel that's going to be the reaction after this game. And we saw it as well uh, this weekend against SD Ibar. They won 4-0, another convincing win. So I think that's... Uh, no, it's a big confidence booster, especially yeah. when you have uh, your veteran boys like Benzema scoring game yep. in and game out. And then you have uh, 18 years old Rodrigo yeah. coming in and scoring a crazy hat-trick. Uh, natural hat-trick, right? It was oh, a head, uh, left foot, right foot or something like that. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. regardless, uh, it's a huge confidence booster. Uh, people... I find get super motivated when when your front guy scores. So good on them. They're they're like you said. They're showing their true colors. You know. Yeah. And think, uh, yeah. better late than never. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, yeah, I think that's just it. I think they've had a they had a slow start to the season uh, with four draws. Four draws is a lot, mm-hmm. but they only have one loss. But in our like the way you look at it is that anytime you see like. Uh, Madrid or a big team tying to like a smaller team, you're like, that's an L, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you're taking a big L Absolutely. and it's like you're dropping points. So yep. they definitely had like a slow start and uh, everybody, yeah. everybody seems to be pulling their weight in the team except for, well, maybe, maybe for Hazard. He hasn't had like the, the best start as everybody else. No, but, but I find he's, he's uh, improving. He's yeah, getting, he's imp- uh, yeah, he's improving, but better the, with the rest of the boys. Yeah. And, uh, he, but he doesn't get on the score sheet a lot. You know which, what I mean? Yeah. But wasn't wasn't it a thing for Hazard that he always started off slow, or it was the opposite? You know what I can. Uh... For me, I know it's whenever he comes off a huge season, he uh, he falls off the next season. Yeah, like that, he's that's very inconsistent season wise. Yeah. 
So if he comes off a huge season like he did last year with Chelsea, then I told you guys at the beginning of the season, don't expect much from him this year, but expect much from him in the following year, in 2020-2021 season. But he's improving, like I said, uh, moving forward into the season, and uh, he's playing well on the pitch. Sometimes not getting on the score sheet doesn't mean everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're playing well on the pitch, helping your teammates score and whatnot then i think you're doing your job well so he's not uh hopefully after new year's he wakes up yeah well for, he, uh, for him he, and Real he's definitely not worth the 100 mil that they no. paid for him so no. far but it, there's another five, four years uh, to come so being on the score sheet will actually help out for how much they paid for him he has he has the resume to back up that 100 mil yeah 100 it's just, it's just he needs to actually prove yeah, that's, I, the, that's the resume but I he think, has to prove it now and yeah. earn every dollar that they spent on I, I don't think it's more of like I think it was a question of fitness because, like, a lot of people are saying that, like, he's not physically fit as he used to be. Uh, you can see now he looks like, I mean, he looks a little chubbier. Like, and there you know, were reports uh, from Spain coming out that uh, he did, uh, like, uh, the team uh, medical staff did say, admit to the papers that he is uh, a bit overweight. And I, Yeah, and I do want to mention also, like, after having the fantastic season with Chelsea under Sarri, he di- they did have like an extended season because he did went they did go to the uh, champion uh, Europa League final against Arsenal. He absolutely killed it. It was, it was like it was like the greatest ending you could have. He he I think he scored one goal or two goals, one assist. He had an amazing game. And it was, then it was his send off basically. He it was, was a great great send off. Yeah. But I think uh, with that he went on vacation. He didn't start mm-hmm. preseason with Madrid right away. He That's... came in halfway through, mm-hmm. and I think that like really killed him too. To uh, start his career got on excited. a good foot in Madrid, he yeah. got excited uh, with the paellas in Madrid yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the tacos. Different lifestyle, too many churros. I I honestly think people are being a bit too over exaggerated, but yeah, as a footballer, you you want to have that lean look, and you know yeah. he he's mo- looking a bit more muscular. Yeah. Let's just put that lightly. I want to yeah. say fat. I mean, as you mentioned too, it is an adjustment because you're not starting with the team right away. And as I brought it up last episode. These points out, these factors outside of football are also important to take into account, like adjusting to a new language, adjusting yeah. to a new league, uh, adjusting to new teammates. You know, making friends again. No, but I find he's know. he's uh, he's yeah. playing a lot better than at the beginning but, of the yeah. season, which is, normal, which is normal in my eyes. Just, like, exactly, because now he's getting more comfortable, he's getting more used to Zidane's Zidane system and how they play and the pressure. You got it. Uh, you got just breaking it. the ice of playing in front of the Bernabeu and those fans. Finally, you know. You know, just breaking the ice and getting that uh, yeah. that nervousness butterflies yeah, in the stomach out of the way. It's uh, huge shoes to fill, also when you're taking the number seven. That's yeah, a, and that's, that's also sure. a massive that's badge to put on your jersey. Should he have taken seven? What other number was he going to take? Fifty, like what he had at preseason. No, no that, was, <laughs> that, that, that was horrible. That was disgusting. Well, he had no choice, and Modric, no. and Modric wasn't going to give up number ten because he earned it. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. So. Okay, that's fair. No, uh, well, fine. anyways, we'll keep an eye on that group there. Uh, but uh, like we said, it seems like PSG is going to win that one and, and Real is going to finish a second place. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's cemented. Perfect. Um, okay, so let's go to group B. Um, this is the Bayern Tottenham group. And mm-hmm. I, th- I believe it's the same situation. So I'm looking at the group now. Yeah. We have 12 points Bayern Munich and Tottenham with seven. So same idea. And the third place and fourth place are way, like way below. So it's safe to assume yeah, that Bayern w- with a bad plus minus for the other two teams. Right. Also. So yeah. it's safe to assume Bayern's going to take that group, and then Tottenham will finish second place. I mean, yeah. uh, if you if you look at it mathematically, 
if Red Star win their next two games, they finish with nine points. And if Tottenham lose both of their games, they finish with seven. You're looking at the wrong uh, group there, George. <laughs> I'm looking at what? So Red Star is not part of the Tottenham uh, group? What team is that? So it's uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Zveda and Olympiakos is okay, part of the other Okay, yeah, yeah Zvezda, whatever, yeah, that yeah. team. So that, that group B, it's Bayern, Tottenham, Zveda, and Olympiakos. And uh, it, it's safe to assume that Bayern and Tottenham are going to go through that group. Okay. Yeah. Didn't uh, Bayern get a win uh, with their with their replacement coach Two right wins. now? They no, got, I mean, uh, that, that was their first that win. That was their I'm first asking. win. Yeah. So that was their so, first yeah. win since uh, Kovac got uh, mm-hmm. fired, like we mentioned uh, last Man, week. What a performance. No, honestly, and it just goes to show uh, what we were saying. Sometimes you just need a, a breath a of fresh air, you yeah. know, a new face uh, new on face. the team. and. Yeah. Because so, it clearly wasn't the, the guys on the, on the field for me personally. I have a question then. I have a follow-up question to this. Should they replace the manager immediately in the next couple of games? Or do you guys think they should Ride stick it out. with their... Write Ride it, it out. Yeah. Write it out? Wait, wait though, wait. Yeah. This is my next one. My next know, okay, point. go ahead. With the table being this tight though, do you there, stay with your interim? With the Bundesliga yeah. table being this tight, yeah. do you stay with your interim head coach though? If like they, I said, right it out. If they keep playing the way that they played against Dortmund yesterday, then yeah. Because so, they came out flying and won 4 Anthony, what do you think? It's tough. I mean, because you rather have something established now rather than having to start once again chasing and browsing on which coach you want to hire, which manager you want to hire. Don't forget, that would mean a different system. Unless... Yeah. You got a coach with a similar system exactly. and whatever, you know. And so I'd rather do it now so they adapt to that system right away as yeah. soon as possible. And just even just having, a, I mean, yes, they have an interim manager, but just having someone, a real established Who, manager. Who's the interim their, uh, manager? Does anyone know their name? It's assistant coach. It's an assistant coach. I don't even know his name. Some I'm, sure the next one next to coach. I'm, I'm sure the players still look, they'll look up to him and everything, whoever he is. I'm not sure what the name is. Uh, but... To have someone like Wenger or to have someone like Mourinho Mourinho or the other options available, you need someone there to really solidify for the long run. For for the short term, yeah, for sure. Like, we'll write it out fine. But for the long term, I think they should do it as soon as possible. So, so, sorry, I just got the information. Their interim coach is Hans Deiter Flick. He was uh, assistant manager to to, uh, the the manager of Germany, Lowe. Lowe. So yeah. okay, so respect. Yo, that's a lot of good experience right there. Yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. And he's showing it now. So yeah. I, I say personally, write it out. Why do you need to look for something if this guy's already proved that he could get wins, important wins, especially the one against Dortmund and in Champions League? Mm-hmm. Those were two tough games for him. Yeah, especially coming in as the first two uh, games that your head manager. So I say he he's off on the front foot. Keep writing them out. And the team's morale looks different ever since he stepped in. No, but the, that's it. You know board. what I'm saying? George, I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I say I say they try to get a coach by uh, by the new year. That way you have a couple of games to burn in case it goes south or whatever, in case it goes bad. You bring in someone like Mourinho because uh, who, who's to say that... Okay, let's be honest now. I think Lewandowski has been holding this team together. Yes. And he, because of him... They've been doing as good as they are. So imagine when Mourinho comes in, what he can do with the, with the rest of the team and with Lewandowski to add. You know what I mean? For me, Mourinho could either make or break this team. I think he would make it, bro. Mm, I think I he know. would. I it's think a risk. 
Don't forget Germany gets a much longer winter break compared to the rest of the league, so they do have that time to think it out to speak to speak with yeah. uh, Flick, Fleek, whatever you, however you pronounce it. Yeah. But uh, I say write it out until yeah. the new year, until the winter break, yeah. and then you know get together with Fleek and decide something whether we get a new manager or stick with this guy. Because I'm I'm sure I'm sure Bayern Munich's um, status or whatever you want to call it or uh, that's what I was going to bring up too yeah they need to have a face in front of the team yeah and also I mean like if the coach is smart whoever they hire and they see let's say they do sign someone at the new year from now until the new year if the, the coach if the manager is smart and they see and he sees that the team is succeeding under this system that they're playing under right now if I'm the manager I'm like okay I may make some adjustments and make a system similar to that system yeah you know and yeah. continue off of that and ride the wave that you want to do you yeah. know and i don't I, like i don't know i don't think Bayern like Bayern are the team that could afford a burner season where they can just like nope. throw in the white towel and like uh nope. just throw a season nope. off and then restart the next season like i think they're always striving for 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 uh, titles you for, know for top place number number one number yeah they, they have to be number one in everything that's yeah. that's the yeah. way that's the they, Bayern they could, way they could even win champions league this year if they wanted to how they're like yeah. they can if, if they keep up the form that they've been now in the past two games then yeah. they're so very dangerous we'll keep an eye on that coaching uh, situation uh but i think it's safe to say after everyone's opinions and thoughts uh, i think it's safe to say that w- whether they they stay with flick or they or they get someone else. Uh, they're looking good as of late. They're in a good position. So we'll right see now. if they can keep up that form and continue to uh, to strive. Um, one last uh, point from Group B: uh, Tottenham being second place with seven points, I think, is a huge uh, boost for them after everything that they've been going through uh, lately. Yeah. Uh, so in Champions League, I'm I'm happy. Uh, to see that they're they're pushing for that second place spot, yeah, they'll pass, and and, and, yeah. and we'll see if they can uh, if they can keep that going in the knockout stages where it gets really tight. I think that's it, where yeah, it's going to yeah. count the most. Yeah, yeah because ahead. in the last two games that they play in Champions League, they have nine goals scored, zero goals conceded. So that's a massive morale boost for the whole team. So they get two clean sheets in Champions League and score nine goals. They're looking good now. Well, we have to see good. next week against uh, mm-hmm. not next week, the next game against Olympiakos. Okay, but so we're playing at home, so we'll see. How that's it, goes. it. So they they should be able to get that win, yeah. Uh, and we'll keep an eye on that group as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Don't don't count out Olympiacos. They're they're a tough team to beat. Honestly, yeah. I'm not saying they're gonna take second place, but uh, you know, I think Tottenham has it locked in. But don't forget those out of those seven points, six of them came from a weaker Vesda side. So mm-hmm. you guys need to stay focused. That's for damn sure. If you guys could win against Olympiacos, then. You know, you'll you'll yeah. grab some momentum because, personally, against Bayern, I don't think you guys have a chance. But, you know, the real test is against Olympiacos. Yeah, because if they beat Olympiacos, they solidify the second place anyways. Yeah, 100%. So there you go. Yeah, guaranteed. Uh, okay, so Group C. Uh, Man City look like they're going to take that one. Yeah. Uh, now, big question. Lineups from Pep moving forward. How does he... How should he, he go about this? What do you guys think? Because... After talking with a couple of friends from work about uh, last week's matchup versus how he chose today's matchup, they were saying how maybe he should have went with a lighter matchup against Atalanta so that he had enough options for today. I agree, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, now they're up, after the Atalanta game, they're up uh, five points to uh, Shakhtar for first. So I think they could afford putting in uh, lighter uh, lineups. 
Lighter lineups. And, and, and they should, honestly. And they should. I they agree. focus yeah. in the EPL because uh, don't forget, after these two Champions League games, there's going to be a big break and a lot of focus on the domestic leagues for all these teams. So um, put up put up a, liner, a lighter lineup and, and focus on the EPL because they just lost a huge game today against Liverpool and they, they need to regain their focus in the EPL. I think they could afford... Uh, Laying back a bit in the Champions yeah. League, and they, they got it locked in. Phil <laughs> Foden. I looked at Antonio because he hates when I bring this guy up. No, no, but honestly, you're right. Uh, he's a future future star, and he needs to get those minutes for sure. He yes. needs to get a, a 90 minute game. Yeah. And I think in Champions yeah. League, he's going to be super motivated to play that game, and yeah. Yeah. he'll kill it. And by now, he deserves it. And uh, like, I'm happy they played Jesus. At that game against Antalata, but as you said, the rest of the team, Cancelo too. I was happy he started too. He needs as well some more minutes. He deserves to, as well to give Walker a break. Um, but Jesus but missing a bad penalty shot in that game, not even hitting it on that. Oh, He's that, got to capitalize on that. That was that was tough to that watch. That was very yeah. sad. Yeah, not even hitting the net. You step aside with everyone else and you say, "I got this," and not to hit the net or to have it being saved. Yeah, that's tough. To that's tough, but I think he's fine. He's, uh, just Apart from that, I agree with you. But um, yeah. As well, Angelino, I find recently he's been playing um, pretty well. Every time he's gone on the pitch, I'm, Today I'm he had impressed. a cracker of a match, honestly. Yep. Besides the loss, obviously, yeah. they, he, he, he stood out for me. He stood out. That's why I, I find whenever he does, he, he puts in the work. He does his job. I don't have, I have zero complaints whenever he does go well on the pitch. So I think he's another player that should start as another you know weaker side whenever they have to play champions um any other players you think of other than uh jesus cancelo i mean even fernandinho too has been starting he's been he's been solid enough that's what i'm gonna say that's gonna be my point for manchester city uh until they get their their uh, star center back laporte back i think he's he's done enough to be just good enough to get those points that they need uh, obviously today they they lost against uh, against Liverpool, but I mean just in general, personally I feel like Fernandinho has done enough that, of what's been asked of him in that oh, centre back role. No, no question, no question. He it shows that he's a very diverse player. He could play in any role that Pep gives him. Pep shows that confidence towards him, and Fernandinho takes the bull by the horns with every opp- yeah. with every opportunity that he gets. So you know what? Good on him. Centre back is. Uh, you know, it's something he's played in the past, but it's not his uh, preferred role. Let's just say that. For sure. But, you know, he showed his experience. Maybe he's not been the best center back out there, but... He's doing his job. He's doing what he can. That's yep. it. And exactly. He's most every game. He's playing to his limits. Yep. Um, I don't think it's enough, though. For Man City standards and for Pep standards, of course I don't not think enough, it's enough. But when you have injury issues, we'll, we want to... I'm, I'm saying individually from him. Oh, from him, anyways, yeah. From him personally. It's fantastic. Yeah. Circle back to our main point of this conversation right now. Um, he's a player that I think should be rested now. A bit more. Because now I think he's being he's overplayed. Not, he's not getting younger either. You know what I'm saying? He's being overplayed. So he's another player that should take a seat against those easier teams and champions right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Pep got it all wrong this week. Like, Well, that, that's, that, that was the question, right? Like, like I think he, he got it all. Like, you, you know you have like the biggest game of the league uh, on, on Sunday. And you <laughs> go out guns blazing with... With like, I don't know. You should have rested a lot of players. I mean, it was a little unfortunate and unlucky for them for Ederson to get uh, injured, and then Bravo getting the red, 
it was like all like a disaster. And I knew right away going into Sunday's match, playing at Anfield and then listening to the interview of Jurgen Klopp saying like, everybody at Anfield is going to be an hour early. Even the guy selling the hot dogs, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, you, you heard it in his voice. He's like, they're going to come out there and thrash them. You know what I mean? And uh, I think Pep didn't properly uh, prepare for prepare it. himself for what was coming. So now he's like, uh, he's taking the, the consequences for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do I know? Like, obviously, Pep is like a world-class manager, but... From yeah, the outside know, looking in, right? Yeah, I thought I thought it was a little weird. He was starting like everybody, you know what I mean? So yeah. it is what it is. I mean, he took a risk and he, he failed. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's it. So uh, I'm I'm hoping personally, as uh, Anthony and I are uh, Man City fans, uh, that uh, they can get their confidence back after this this big loss. Yeah, well, uh, it's still yeah. early though. It's still early. Still a lot of game to play. Um, and they have international break, so it could really like it could help. Well, yeah, br- well with the international break, it either goes both ways. Like, see, last time uh, Tottenham went on international break, and I'm looking at you, mm-hmm. it was a good thing because yeah. they were doing bad, and then they bounced back. Yep. Sometimes it could be the reverse for a team, you know. So you okay, know, you know. so we'll keep an eye. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep an eye. But just in, let's just uh, in terms of the Group C for Manchester City, they look like they're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. they're fine. Yeah. They're more and they'll fine. end up on the top of the they're group. They're more than fine. Yeah. Um, group D, Juventus, Atletico Madrid leading the way. Um, very similar to the other top groups. Uh, Juventus with 10 points, four games. Uh, Atletico with seven points in four games. Uh, who's taking that one, guys? I think Juventus look like yeah, they're going to take no, that one. After a loss uh, that Atletico had against the Leverkusen there, for me it's clear that Juve is going to top the group. Atletico, as I've said in previous episodes, do not look strong in the offense. Uh, you know, I shot on Murata, but now he's proving me wrong. Oh, yeah, Good yeah, for him. Yeah. Uh, but he's the only one who's putting it in the back of the net right now, which goes back to my previous point. They're lacking in options for offense. So, yeah. well, they're very, welcome, they've, right? uh, they've always been a very good defensive team, and they're showing it again this year. But I, I always believe that lack of offense is going to kill you in the long run. So... They showed it uh, against uh, Leverkusen. I think they're going to maintain second position, but they're not getting past uh, Juventus. No way. Yeah. And I and I think that they're going to keep an eye out for uh, who's available in January because I strongly uh, believe that they're going to buy a forward yeah. in January. They need January. the firepower, man. They need the firepower. They need the firepower. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on Murata for... Stepping it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six games in a row now? Yeah. Five, I think it's six. Five or six. Six games in a row that he scores, yeah. Good, good for him. I agree, but I still feel like it's not enough. From what I've seen, I, I just every time I see Atletico's name, I just see a draw. I don't know about you guys. No, no, honestly, no. That's what it's been the past couple of games. Um, they're a very conservative team. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that they right. don't take many risks. Nope. They play very carefully through the back, and if they could get a goal or two for per game, then it's a it's a win in their eyes. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just that it's not the preferred football that people want to see. You know, everybody right. wants to see that crazy counter-attacking, full-out attack. No, no, and Simeone, see no, Simeone yeah. knows that. You know, yeah. he's he's not buying into everybody no, yeah, what yeah, everybody yeah. wants. But like I said, they're lacking on offense, and I think they're gonna go after somebody in January. If they don't, it's gonna kill them for the Champions League yeah. and uh, La well, Liga. What's the status on uh, Joao Felix's injury? One more week. 
Okay, so I don't I don't think it'll be too bad if he comes back and he uh, and Murata continues. And yeah, I mean he's not realistically progression is gonna happen. He's gonna of course the little heat is gonna eventually die off. But uh, and you never know uh, if uh, Joel, him and Joao might not get along together. You know, on yeah. the pitch, I'm saying. Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how happens. that reacts. Yeah. Obviously, the way he uh, Murata is playing right now, Simeone is gonna continue riding the wave with him. And well, he's uh, got no choice, I right? think that slotting Joao into the equation is just going to benefit the team, but I could always be wrong, you know? Um, before we move on to the next group, Anthony, did you want to uh, say any comments about Juventus's uh, Champions League play? Uh, basically, very similar to in Serie A as well. Uh, I mean, yes, they're winning at last minute as, a, as basically the standard all, uh, all of this year so far. I think Maurizio Sarri is doing a great job. Because he keeps taking off Ronaldo, and <laughs> no, but it's fine. But, it's, I I agree with it because no one's bigger than the team. No one's bigger than Juventus. And you know, and you know what? I think this is a this is a great like a great thing, and Sarri is really proving that he knows was, what he's doing, kind of thing. He and, was subbed off in midweek as well, uh, Champions League, and yeah, and, uh, today. and today was early. He got subbed off, yeah. and and both times Ronaldo had a some sort of reaction. Yeah, he wasn't if, he wasn't happy at all. He wasn't happy both at times, all. but. If the coach, you know what, good on the coach. If the coach sees that he's not performing, he's a player like he, the rest of them. He knows. He knows there's someone on the bench that's willing to fucking yeah. do it, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Hey, my my comment to to what you just said is, he he subbed them off both times, and both times they won. Yeah. So for and I think me, was it Dybala who made the difference on both occasions? He's already, uh, honestly, I mean, honestly, the, the the real sub for that game against Moscow was Douglas Costa who won them. The oh game. yeah, 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 which was crazy. But, uh, I didn't watch the game because I was at work, but I'm sure when Dybala came on in the 82nd for Ronaldo, I'm sure he made a difference. Yeah. You know, just his fluidity, his flow on the field is just, compared to Ronaldo, just a pass, hot step, and ball gets taken away. Right. Don't, don't, for all you Ronaldo fans, don't doubt him. He'll be <laughs> back after uh, Christmas break, as he's been doing the past two or three years. Yeah. I'll, wa- late, late I'll be starter. watching. I'll be waiting. So late I'll be starter. waiting. Late start. I I think at 34 years old, being subbed off, um, he shouldn't be too pissed, but he has a reason to be because don't forget he did win five Ballon d'Ors in the past. He does consider himself the best player in the planet. So I think getting a reaction like that shouldn't be frowned upon. I think. Uh, Juventus fans and Ronaldo fans should see this as a positive thing. It shows that he's angry with not only maybe Sarri, but mostly with himself. And I think he's going to come out flying in the second half yeah. of the season. Yeah, like he does, like I, he's been doing the especially, especially if Sarri keeps on subbing him out. I, I think he gets upset for the right reasons, you know, because he knows he can do it. He's proven it so many times, and it's like 100%. when he he knows when he's not having a good game. No. So like when he gets subbed off, he's like, "Fuck," you know, like it's I didn't do I didn't do my job, kind of thing. It's you know, always, it's it's always, more than I mean, it's a negative reaction, but it's also a positive in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even as a player, because as we all used to play sports, yeah. When you make a mistake, it eats at you. And or let's say your coach rips on you, you want to do everything possible to make it up for it. So when you get back on the ice or get back on the field. You just rip shit, you know. You're, you're yeah, fucking you prove, pissed uh, off. Prove the doubters wrong, yeah, yeah, for sure. Out, exactly. So yeah. I think so it's a good thing. We'll keep an eye on Ronaldo and Juventus but in the knockout stages. Close eye. Also, honorable mention: Douglas Costa's goal. Wow. Yeah. Oh man, beautiful. That's add, that's add to my point. This is the flair that he's the creativity out of nowhere that we've been lacking so far because it's been really lackluster, boring, no creativity involved. Even though Sarri is 
you know, attacking minded and everything. Still, I'm really happy he's back, and I think he's gonna make a difference. Now. Douglas Costa looked like he was slalom, slaloming, slaloming. Oh, Jesus, I can't say that word. Anyways, slaloming. the way I'm gonna do on the hills this winter season <laughs> on my skis. It was amazing. Um, group E, uh, Liverpool Napoli, sort of a similar uh, group like Juve Atletico. Uh, the only thing is that Napoli dropped points. They, They're uh, looking awful yeah, right now. They honestly. they drew uh, Red Bull Salzburg. Yep. yep. And uh, Liverpool beat Genk again two one. And I want to go into uh, I want to see Liverpool's lineup here just to compare a couple of things. So Origi started. Oxlade started. Yep. There you go. Uh, goes back to what uh, George was saying before. Uh, Milner at left back and Keita started as well. So very. Very different starting eleven from uh, he, today's game. He put the bench. Gomez. He put the guys that usually are on the bench. He put them on, and he's like, "I need to save my starting lineup for the biggest game of the week." And it worked out. Yep. There you go. Uh, Milner left back. Gomez center. And Milner played too today. He came uh, in. He came, he came yeah. on for somebody. Yeah, I can't remember who. But, but uh, Napoli need to turn their season around fast because they're dropping points not only in Champions League but they're dropping Syria. points in Serie A as yeah. well. So uh, we'll keep an eye on them, but they have the team. Like for me, it doesn't make sense what they're doing. No. Um, I'm thinking just off the top of my head, Milik was a guy who was in form. They have Chucky Lozano, who's on the bench sometimes. Mertens, Mertens, and Senior. We we spoke about this last week. We they definitely have the team. Yeah. Anthony claimed that they have the coach as well. Something needs to change. Yeah. I don't think we should focus on that again there, just because we mentioned it before. But um, yep. do you think Red Bull is going to catch up to them, or no. they got second uh, spot? I think uh, Napoli is going to turn it around. Yeah. I think they're going to they're going to okay. they're going to we'll squeeze see. through. I don't know. Liverpool should be sweating a bit too because they're only one point ahead of yeah, uh, Napoli. Exactly. There, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I think Holland is. Uh, Holland's been killing, and he scored another hat trick. Yeah. Today. Oh, did he? Monster. Another hat trick yeah. today, man. Yeah, that kid's going to be uh, something else. Deal. The kid's an upcoming star. It's a real deal, and also honorable mention for Ox too, because every time he's been playing. He's just he's on the highlight reel. Yeah. His goal again against uh, Genk yeah. was insane. Yeah. He's being very cautious with how he plays him and when he plays him, and I think it's working out. Like, he's playing him in the, the not important games, and it works out. He's, he's performing. He's performing. Yeah. He looks confident. It's kind of, it's kind of like what uh, Klopp did with Origi last year, last right? season. Yeah. Right. He, like, dude, did you, did you honestly think that he was going to come out uh, – and be the hero for uh, against Barcelona last year. Like nobody saw that coming. Mm-hmm. You know what no, I mean? No, but players like this know their role, and I yeah. think they're content, especially when you get uh, yeah. get goals like that. So yeah. uh, like I everything's like, going yeah. well in Liverpool right now. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I feel like for a player like that, for him to come off the bench and not get as much playing time, but scoring a very important goal is as equal to playing every game like Salah or Firmino or like Firmino or whatever. I think that role that he has is very important and they and like they appreciate it too, you know. Yeah, he's he's not the main star, but when he cut bro, Klopp was saying that he's a Liverpool legend. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean that's he, that's pushing it, but, but I, I can see what but, you're saying but though. But this is the appreciation that the fans have, you know right. what I mean? And, and he's respected. And he's respected too, you know, it's not like that's he comes well. off and definitely comes on and definitely a good point. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot um, because Origi, like you said, does pull up in those big games. Like, damn. And now Ox is doing the same thing right now because, dude, first of all, his his first goal that he scored is up for a goal of the year so far. Yeah. That was just incredible. And the one he scored against Gank was, as well, as cracker. 
Mm. So I hope he continues, and yeah, I think he will continue because he looks fantastic physically. And, the guy's uh, a beast. Technically, as well. Liverpool are flying right now, so we'll see how where they end up in the group stage, and we'll keep an eye as well yeah. if they fall off on uh, in the Premier League. Just a little side note: uh, me and Antonio were having a conversation earlier today about uh, Koulibaly, and that uh, if somebody splashes the cash at Napoli, you think he'll leave? And who who are we talking about? We we're talking City. About, we we're talking about City. Because now their defense is in shambles. Mm-hmm. And Antonio was saying that in January they're going to pick somebody up. And he was saying that they might pick up the only the no, reason I not might. I just suggested it's an option. If, yeah. if I'm Pep Guardiola and I have the budget, I'm going after Koulibaly because he's been proving himself in the past. And he's just a monster of the of a defender. And he, need, he needs a right-footed defenseman. And Koulibaly That's exactly what Antonio said too. Right. Which is kind of funny, but the only tough. thing I the, the only reason I could see Antonio kind of saying maybe I don't know if it's going to happen because Koulibaly has rejected it himself the move. It's not just Napoli. I feel like it's yeah. him, him that's rejecting it as well. I don't think he's going to leave. Uh, I was just saying it like that as a suggestion, like oh. just on paper. But honestly, I don't believe he would leave uh, Napoli out and dry in well, the winter. Exactly. I was. If he's making a move, it's in the summer. At the end but, of the season. Well, what I'm questioning is if um, if Napoli do get a solid offer, 100, 150, should they consider it? Should they accept it? You know. You made a good point earlier today, Antonio. You said that if Napoli continue to drop this many points and that offer comes in, he might see it as, you know what, this team's falling off. Exactly. And I might just need to go. Well, I might, they might need to guys, just... You and Antonio but just, not, even, not even Koulibaly. Like, I think Napoli... In general. Yeah. The, yeah. the manager. No, you guys both stole Ancelotti. the points I was getting across. For one, for you, if they, if they do continue to play like this and drop points, I think Koulibaly is going to have enough. I think why he stayed as well is just, I mean, yes, he's happy there. Naples is a beautiful city. Um, but also, I feel like he wanted to give them a chance to really see if they can formulate they can a solid team, yeah. what, what, how it's going to play out under Ancelotti now. And as you mentioned, he's too big of a name to be a January transfer. Well, I don't think and, he, uh, I don't think we should. I say if they continue on this run so poor, and if the offer does come in, if I'm Ancelotti, I'm accepting it. Even if uh, Koulibaly uh, says yes or no, I would accept the offer. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know because uh, whether he would do it or not, like I just mentioned before, is a different it. story. Depends the ten, depends the team that's making the offer because he was heavily linked with Manchester United. And they didn't take him. Chelsea too. I think the entire soccer planet was linked with Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. Everyone. Glory, glory. Yeah, Yeah, but Chelsea, they had the transfer ban, so that fucking shit dropped quick. Hey, but look at it now, man. It uh, it worked out for them, right? There you go. (laughs) So um, we'll keep an eye on that group. Uh, But Liverpool, look like they're going to take that one. Um, Group F, that's the Barcelona group. Uh, Dortmund, and Dortmund, and Inter, and Inter. Yeah, well, I was, I was gonna say, death. I was gonna say and group of death, but I called the it the underdogs, Slavia Prague. That's it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the biggest point that I saw was uh, Dortmund. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, George. Uh, so Dortmund beating Inter three two. Huge, huge match. Did anyone from this That's table it. see that game? I, I watched it, and it was insane. 
Very good game. Insane. Insane. Any in- uh, entertaining. Any important moments you guys want to bring up for the pod? The second half for Dortmund. Yeah. yeah. That's it. They became a different animal I as think. soon as the second whistle. What was the score at the half, though? It was 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Inter. 2-0. Inter. Can someone confirm that? Because I remember no, I'm it looking being 2-0. No. 2-0. No, yeah. Inter. Second half starts. Yeah, but <laughs> guys, you have to understand where they were playing. They were playing in Dortmund. Yeah. You guys have to understand the fucking fan base they have yeah. over there. Which is insane. So I think momentum I in see. certain games does play a huge part. And this showed it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Hakimi grabbing two goals just shows... How much of a big player this kid is gonna be? What a monster game he had! Another piece. No, he had honestly, apart from honestly. the goals, what a performance! And he this had. goes back to what I was saying last week about Sancho. If he were to get that big, uh, that, well, if Dortmund were to receive that big, big offer uh, for Sancho, they have the firepower in Hakimi, who's been proving it these last couple of games and been scoring. Yeah, why? Well, that like, what I really like about Hakimi is how they're using him in different uh, various positions, mm-hmm. and how he's proving how well he could do in it's, each it's, of those positions. It's so he's imp- very adaptable to being anywhere on the pitch. But it's even it's even more impressive how young he is, and he's adapting to these different yeah. kind of changes. He's playing right back one game, he's playing left back, then he's playing left mid. And the games that he's playing right the back, the kid is not even. Him. I don't even think he's twenty yet, and he's no, fucking adapting no. to these roles. The, the question I have in my head, I really want to reserve to the end of the of this show. So just remind me that I have a question. Okay, for you guys uh, when we get to young talent, just sure. remind me. Right, young, young talent. talent. Okay, if cool. I forget. Um, Antonio, did you want to bring up uh, Barca's game with uh, Slavia Prague? Did you want to mention any Short comments? Short and sweet. Um, honestly, uh, uh, Slavia just played a, a better game. They, they, it was a chess match. They came out with a very good defensive plan against Barcelona with the high press and the high defensive line. Uh, Valverde and Barcelona couldn't adapt. And yeah, that's it. Uh, I didn't agree with the decisions that Valverde was making on the pitch. Um, but no, it was a chess match and uh, Prague won that one with a nil-nil draw in Barcelona. In Barcelona. So good on them. Honestly, mm-hmm. high praise for them. They they played a beautiful match against us. They didn't get too many chances. It's tough in, in Barcelona to get uh, opportunities on goal. But to keep that nil-nil draw to shut out a team so massive like Barcelona, yep. good on them. Seriously. Yeah. Solid game. But what's going on with Barca? Like, it's, it's, it's either that's, Messi or nothing. Well, yeah. If that's what I was going to get to later there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll save it for after. We'll yeah. save it for, we'll save it for La, Liga. Uh, La Liga talk. Well, I just took a look at the next two Champions League games for Dortmund and Inter because those two are really battling. Neck neck. Yeah, oh man, I don't know. I don't know who's gonna go through, but I'm looking yeah, at but the Barcelona should be scared too, man. They're only one point ahead of uh, Dortmund. So I just saying? checked both teams. Okay, listen to this: yeah. Inter and Dortmund. Their next two games, they have the exact same teams. So uh, they're both gonna play Slavia Prague once, and they're oh. both gonna play Barca once. <laughs> those Barca games are gonna be in. The, de- the decisive ones, obviously, but it also goes back to saying they need to beat uh, Slavia Prague. So if they if they draw and they draw points, there goes the Champions League season for them. And not only do they have to beat them, they got to beat them by a lot. Exactly, because I think they're more than capable of. So that's a good yeah. point because it could come down, like you just said, they need that goal differential. It comes down to if they tie in points, they need that goal differential to get yeah. them through. Because yeah. right now, there's not a huge margin, right? Between the- for goal differentials no, right now. at all. I'm very curious. I to know see. Uh, Barcelona is playing Dortmund at home. 
and they might be playing Milan in San Siro, right? I can't uh, remember because the last game they played was uh, in the Camp Yeah, they're playing in San Siro. Those are, uh, man, it's it's a nail biter in this group. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's when you're looking just on the stats themselves. There, it's a nail biter. Anything mm-hmm. could happen. Even yeah. Inter could leapfrog uh, both Barca and Dortmund if they have two massive games, and Barcelona and Dortmund drop points. So, yeah. it's, it's it's tough. It's, uh, it's the I'm real not, group I'm of not, death. I'm Very not exciting. counting my chickens. Let's just say that. Very yes. exciting group. Yeah, so we're going to keep an eye on that one, and everyone should keep an eye on that one because that's going to come down. That's it. Every game is so important. It's fun to watch. Um, Group G. (laughs) Who gives a fuck? (laughs) George just stole the words out of my mouth. But you know what? I Actually, I left a point for them because I wanted to say that they're starting to heat up. Like, the group, it's 9, 7, 4, and 3 in points. It's a very, it's a very Anthony, you want to see something? With yeah. Red Bull first, Lyon second, yeah. Zenit third, yeah. and Benfica. Bro, it's right. a super tight group, bro. I, I, I'm still keeping an eye on this. Yeah, it's an exciting it's group. It's literally still up for grabs, right? I mean, Leipzig, between Leipzig and Benfica right now, that's probably the largest gap. But between Zenit and Leipzig right now... Uh, it's like uh, the Barca group, Barca man. Group. It's anybody's, a nail-biter. It's anybody's group right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I, I find that entertaining. RB Leipzig, I've just been on a disgusting tear yeah. as of late. Yeah. Like, I'm loving their form, even in Bundesliga and Champions League. I know they have that one loss, but apart from that... And I think we had said it in, like, episode two that they needed to turn their season around because they started off very, very slow. Boy, have they ever. And and they have, and they've turned it around, and uh, we're going to keep an eye on Leipzig to see how uh, they end up. Especially, you know what, by January, February, I want to see where how... At. Yeah, where they're at in the Bundesliga table, where they're at in Champions League, and what we can see... Uh, how far they've come from their uh, their tough start. Yeah. Uh, the last group of the Champions League. Uh, this one is insanely close, here. man. Look at this guy. <laughs> Listen to this. So we I got love this group. Ajax, Chelsea, and Valencia. Seven points each. It's anybody's game. Anybody's ball game, right amazing. there. Amazing. That's amazing. Man, this group's insane, and even the plus minuses I'm, I'm, are close. I'm looking at George, and he's shaking his head. He he, he wants to say something. Dude, uh, oh my god! For anybody who missed that game, uh, Chelsea and Ajax. Sure. Please it go was, and watch it because I think it was like it was game of the week. Yeah, for me, it was hands down game of the week. All pro- kinds, pro- all even kinds. even with the domestic leagues and everything. It's probably I other think, season. No, so far. well, yeah, for sure. It was massive game. Massive. It was four one for Ajax at the half, right? No, uh, three 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 zero. Wait, let me check. No, no, it was four one. It was own goal. It was one one after Jorginho scored the PK. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was then two one. And then 3-1. So it was 3-1 at the half. 3-1 at the half. So, And then 4-1 after. Right after the half started, they made it 4-1. But let's admit those... Those Those red cards played a massive factor. Yeah. Even even Ajax came out and said it like, like, what the fuck, ref? Like, seriously? And honestly, I thought the same thing. Maybe the the first red card was, was, uh, you know, it was justified. But that second one for me, it wasn't necessary at all. Well, I've seen I've seen this week someone else get a yellow card for a handball in the box, so I don't I don't see that argument. No, he got a red card. He got a second yellow. Second yellow. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I know I'm defending Chelsea, but like I've also like I'm no, you're right. I'm see like I saw it in another game, you know. Like, but, but okay, but okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Games. I have I have an argument for you. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know how much cards 
play into a game when you're a referee, considering you just gave a red and you knew and you knew it was to a defender, Ajax defender, center back, is it really necessary to give that second red card? You know how much that's gonna play into a game. Why why would you give a yellow? He could have been a bit lenient. It was for a penalty shot, no? That he gave uh, the yellow? Uh, well, two minutes after, Jorginho scored a second uh, PK. So why do you need to give a team two red cards one after another? Well, Especially if the goal, second yeah, one, you I'm could keep sh- the yellow in the pocket. I'm pretty sure it was a goal-scoring opportunity, bro. So... Anyways, yeah, that, I don't know. That, that really put a big okay, uh, handicap I'll, on you know, Ajax. You know what, though? Like like I said, I saw at another game, I can't remember which one, a player hitting it with his hand. I think it was the At- Atalanta game okay. with uh, Man City. No, but even in general, multiple games in the yeah. past, over the last few years. Okay. Dude, it's the first, The first sending common. off, I agree. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. The guy deserved to get sent out of Daily Blind. The second one is questionable. But with VAR nowadays, everything is. He tackled him from the back, no, Blint. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He came uh, with he chopped came, his legs he, off yeah. there, flying. type of thing. He came flying, and then the right up the hoop. You are, you already have a yellow, and you come flying like that, and you're you don't think you're gonna get sent off, you stupid Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so uh, game of the fucking. No, no offense to to all the Dutch listeners out there. <laughs> George just got heated. <laughs> Sorry for that. Um, so seven points each. It's anybody's game, like we said. Uh, I would love personally to see Ajax and Chelsea go through, especially considering how Chelsea's doing. Uh, I would love to see that for Frank, uh, but we'll we'll keep an eye on that and see where that goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we get into the five European leagues, did you guys want to bring any last points for the Champions League, or did you guys want to leave it at that? No, honestly, that Chelsea uh, Ajax game, game of the match week. of the week, man. And, and for right sure. now, so far, it's the game of the season. Uh, very entertaining if you're better yeah. betting throughout the game then yeah. man, you got fucked <laughs> sure. for real though yeah drama from beginning to end. end own goals red cards penalties last minute ties uh the winning goal well the winning there was a winning goal that was disallowed mm-hmm. again handball in the box ref side for me that i don't know man well look <laughs> at today sketch. look at today uh, uh, Liverpool and uh, oh, City. Man. Trent hit the ball with his hand twice today. And oh, we're gonna called. get into that. And we're right gonna now. get into that, but hey, like. no. But that's what I'm saying. You call a handball on Abraham when it's on the side of his oh, yeah. hips, yeah. and it led to a deciding goal. It would yeah. have been five four, yeah. and you call it back. VAR calls it back, even though his hand was in a natural position for me personally. So I don't know. I think that was a bit harsh. But I think I think I think in all fairness, the ref definitely played a big part in that. Maybe game. Let's maybe just say maybe that. the ref on both t- yeah. sides, uh, Ajax sides. and Chelsea yeah. side. Maybe, maybe the ref thought like, "Damn, I just gave this team two reds. They're two men down, and I'm gonna let Chelsea win with a pet with a with a handball." That would have been like ultra screwing them over yeah. kind of thing, yeah. you know. So maybe the left set the ref said. No goal, and he just left it at that. He said, you know what, 4-4? No, well, it's in the rule book now, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure if uh, it states if you're an offensive uh, player in an offensive position and it hits your hand, regardless if in a natural position or not, then it's a handball automatically. So Intent uh, doesn't matter anymore. But, so uh, yeah. in an in a uh, in an offensive position, yeah. right? As long as it hits your so, hand, no matter what, it's getting cold. Chelsea should bit have harsh. Won. Chelsea harsh. should have won that game, considering that they were two two uh, they were two men up 
I think they were starting to get a little too fancy with uh, with their play. And for uh, me, saying Chelsea should have won that game is a bit much because I believe Ajax played a lot better. Well, personally, I'm, say- I'm saying, but I'm saying, before the red cards, I, that's Ajax I'm, dominated, dominated. But here's the thing with Ajax, though. Ajax like to play very open and very counterattacking. It's the Dutch system, yes. But they don't they're not disciplined when it comes to defense. Okay, you're up three, four, five, nothing. Don't continue playing the same way. How do you want to stay disciplined without center backs, George? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I understand. But, but they could have played okay, at the half they could have played a different style of game. They could have said, All right, we're gonna park the bus. We're gonna but that's, pass around. You're the never ball. ever gonna see that on a Dutch side. I'm sorry. Yeah, but that, I think that's the difference between good teams and great teams. For sure, perhaps. for sure. That's why it's up to the manager to make that decision. You have to. Your mind has to always be thinking as a manager. Yeah. Yeah. On the fly, always make adjustments here and there. Completely make your make complete adjustments if you have to. Change your whole system on the spot if you have to. Yeah. You know? yeah. But if they're not used to playing that defensive game, they're just going to shoot themselves yeah. in the foot, I find. But I, I agree with what you're saying to say that they should have won. Dude, they were down 4 1. Yeah. Like, I'll take that tie and run, bro. Yeah. You know? uh, I think uh, they got away with one there. They yeah. got the tie, they got the one point. I think it's fine. Very yeah. juicy uh, group. Okay? Yeah. And, and, and now, now they're, they're two men down for the next game. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Very so, good point, George. So, so that's who are they playing next? Valencia? Uh, or uh yeah i think it's valencia i don't know that's a very Lil good is completely out of the equation i think Wait. they just yeah. gave up on this group they're playing uh they're playing Valen- lil and then they're playing valencia last right yeah so, so they're so they're a bit lucky considering they're playing lil without their two center backs yeah for sure yeah. but you never know man valencia they're playing uh in amsterdam though Ooh. oh yeah. and but oh that's gonna be tough for them tough for valencia i mean yeah. Oof. It's not tough. It's so, not easy because they've been on a on a very good run lately, Valencia. So I would counter argue that. But the fact that they're playing in Amsterdam, no, I think different it, ball game over yeah, there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, that covers uh, Champions League. We'll see where uh, we end up with these groups uh, in a couple of weeks. I think because because yeah, there's international there's break. international break. Perfect.